Hey podcast community, it's Eric, and I've got something exciting for all you online entrepreneurs out there. If you're looking to take your e-commerce store to the next level, you need to check out Aurora Repricer. With Aura, you can effortlessly reprice your Amazon inventory automatically. Ready to elevate your Amazon business? Head over to stigmasandopenwounds.com slash Aura. That's A-U-R-A to get started. Hey everybody, welcome to a, a new season of Stigmas and Open Wounds. I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. Hey, so it's a Sunday in our household. Don't know what it is in your house, but for me, that means I get to relax and I don't have to put on a happy face for anyone. So that's a good thing for me. So that's what this episode is all about about putting on a face, putting on a fake face, which I hate. I don't know about you, Eric. Actually, I do know about you because we talk about it all the time. So, so yeah, I mean, Eric and I talk about this all the time, about how we feel that we're a little bit different <laughs> than any, everybody else. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there who kind of have conversations like, I don't fit in. I'm different. But so so really, if you do have that, you're not alone, honestly. But when we get out in groups, we're like, I don't belong. I don't know what to do. And recently, this summer, when we went out, we went to a big music festival. We we honestly really only went and saw someone because it was just too much for us. And the first musician that we saw... And when there was a big group, I just, I looked at Eric and I said, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to act. And instantly in my head, I don't know who listening to this is familiar with this song. There's a stand song and it's called Outside. And the, the, some of the lyrics are, I'm on the outside looking in. And I, I just, that's how I felt. I was just like, I don't belong here. I, I mean, I loved, I loved the artist. I know her music, so I, I, I feel with the music, but with the, a lot of the people there, I was like, I, I don't feel like I belong with these people. Wow, that, that stained reference was a major flashback to the nineties. I know, Good I know. Job. Yeah, but I, I listened to that more than you realize. <laughs> For those of you that remember nineteen ninety, there you are. And for those of you that weren't born in 1990, <laughs> I'm not sure if I love or loathe you. So <laughs> let's just say bless you. So, so yeah, I mean, it's just there are so many people, so many, so many times that I just sort of put on this fake smile. And I think some people can see through it if they are people who put on fake smiles and then there's other times that people don't notice because they're so caught up in their own thing so you just have to make it through and then you you get home you close that door and you go oh man I feel so much better because when people say how are you 
most of the times these days, they're looking for the good, not bad, and pr- pr- pretty good. That That is my default, pretty good. And I, I, I think I was doing it before this, but it's kind of become a joke between me and Eric because there's a show on Amazon called Patriot. And when you watch it more than once, especially you pick up the little nuances. It's a hilarious show, but it's really, it's kind of got a subplot about this guy who is suffering from deep depression. It's got a lot of layers. Yeah. And you have to watch it more than once to like, the first time you watch it, you only You're penetrate. Laughing. You penetrate that first layer, and then the second time you watch it, you penetrate the next layer, and it just keeps on perpetuating right. down. And it just each time you watch it, it gets to be a better show because you see more of the. I mean, it's almost sarcastic humor. Yeah, in it's, a very much. Way. It is. It's and, almost like the British humor, as people yeah. kind of call it. Yeah. But even though it's not British at all, but but like the the HR manager in there is like, I work in HR, uh, but you know. Part of that is human. And and he's like, so are you doing pretty good? Like, how are you doing? <laughs> and so a lot of times when Eric and I were like, but are you doing good? Are you really? So so it's kind of a joke. And then, then all of a sudden when I went and saw my doctor the other day, I came home and I said, Eric, I did it. I accidentally said pretty good. <laughs> and I wasn't doing pretty good. I was doing shitty. You know, so... So if I say that, sometimes sometimes I, I'm just like, well, I have to say it. Well, I don't have to. But because people don't want to hear it. And then sometimes it's like, no, you know, your real friends actually, I think, want to hear. They don't necessarily need to hear the whole year's worth of shit that was going on. But sometimes your real friends actually want to hear, like, you know what? Stuff hasn't been going very well lately. And we'll end it at that. But I think as as a society, maybe we just don't ask, how are you doing? Unless we have time to, to hear at least a sentence worth of, you know what? I'm just not doing very well. Or, you know, we don't we don't even need to go into detail of, hey, I, I'm doing really bad. We can just say, my bipolar's acting up today and and it's just not doing very well. But I don't even feel like I can say that. To, to most people. So I think that's where where it's like I have to go and be fake happy half the time. And that's kind of a bummer. Like they're most people are like, leave your shit outside the door. And that's that I don't like as a rule. It's like I understand partially where that's coming from. Like, we're a gym, we wanna we wanna be Zen in here. And it's like I understand, but if you're going through some stuff, that's easier said than done. See, and I would argue with you that that that's partially your fault because right. because you shouldn't you don't have to put on a face of being happy if you're not happy, even if the people don't you you can just not be happy and <laughs> you know right. be silent, be silent, you know. And I think most of the time that's what I am at least at this point now too. But also then then that can also kind of cause a a controversy and not if you're in a large group of people the only person that's going to realize when you're not happy is going to be me yeah or oh totally and 
I'm not going to just single out me, but like maybe your parents and maybe right, some right. very the close people, friends. But but exactly. for the most part, if you're in a large group and you're not happy, if you just sit there silently, most people are not even going to acknowledge the fact that you're there and that because there's going to be plenty of other interaction going on that they're not even going it, to. Exactly. It, it kind of comes back to when we were at a wedding this past Friday and, uh, and our sister-in-law, she, I, I was wearing white shoes and she goes wow you must have washed those because i don't see anything on them they're they're super white and i said no there's a couple things on them i i just figured if somebody looks that close that's their problem (laughs) and then and then i heard later in the night she said something like uh to somebody if anybody's looking at us nobody's looking at us and i was like ah Ah, she's following my 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 lead by saying nobody's really even looking at us because heck we weren't the ones getting married. So I think, honestly, if people start leading by example, it might slowly start coming. But it, it's just a slow, slow-moving beast. But a song that I had heard, I'd heard this a while ago, but it just, for some reason, didn't wasn't popping up, even though I listened to Paramore all the time. Just wasn't popping up on my my uh, YouTube, our YouTube, and for some reason I had never bought this CD. It had slipped through my fingers. Um, a song that I really want to to read a few lyrics to people because I think they are some of the most profound lyrics, and I would really like people to actually try to go and and look at the the lyrics to some of the other songs on this CD. It's called After Laughter by Paramore. Their lyric, actually all of Paramore's lyrics, most of their lyrics are deep. And the the lead singer, actually, I think most of them are about 15 when they broke out. So I don't know how they have such deep lyrics because it is all from the band, at least most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this song is called Fake Happy. <laughs> so that says it all right there. So some of the some of the lyrics are I love making you believe what you get is what you see but I'm so fake happy. And then it jumps down and uh and it says I've I've been doing a good job of making them think I'm quite all right but I hope I don't blink. You see it's quite easy I'm stomping on a beat but no one sees when I crawl back underneath. If I smile with my teeth but you believe me if I smile with my teeth, I don't believe me. Oh, please don't ask me how I've been. Don't make me play pretend. Oh, no. What's the use? Oh, please. I bet everybody here is fake happy, too. And that's that, that part, I think, is so true. How many people around you are also fake happy? And then I just have one more paragraph. And if I go out tonight, dress up my fears. You think I look all right with these mascara tears? See, I'm going to draw my lipstick wider than my mouth. And if the lights are low, they'll never see me frown. I, it's just, it's just so, if you really think about it, how many people are just dressing up and they're not, they're not as happy as they might seem. They're just fake happy. And I think that, I bet you if you look at statistics, you will find that the majority of people are playing that to an extent. Everybody probably plays it at a different level. But everybody's always hiding their despair or unhappiness. Right. I mean, and there are some people who are genuinely happy 
a lot. But everybody, to a point, has to fake it sometimes. And it's just, I think that is just super profound. And I know that part of the reason she, I looked up, part of the reason she wrote that song was because she hates phonies. And I also know that that CD came out when she was going through a lot of stuff. Uh, it was like either during or after her a divorce, etc. But well, phonies, like, like phonies, like people who fake it, fake people, okay, fake people. Yep. So, so basically, if you know, if you're sad, be sad. And I think that's the important thing to take from this is that, I mean, don't be happy for the sake of other people, especially yeah. since I sit back with some time and be in a public setting where you're feeling like the oddball out and just really look around at all the people and you'll realize nobody's paying attention to you. Right. <laughs> like, well, I think that was what was really fun was sitting at the wedding and we realized at least 50 to 75% of the people were having very much either the same or similar types of conversations. They were just basic surface type conversations because they saw each other so little, either, you know, once a year, twice a year, or even less, that they could barely scratch the surface of a deeper conversation. And so it's like, how can you have a super deep conversation with people that you hardly know? I mean, like for me, it was great because I was able to kind of see some people that I hadn't seen for ages and then past that. Yeah, I mean, the wedding part. Yeah, it was great. It was great. But then I was like, all right, I don't want to have these minor conversations much longer because it's just I like to have a good conversation. So you see like this person is having nearly the same conversation as this these two people over here as these two people. And then it's like, and then all of a sudden you look at them and then they're like, okay, well, how do I end this conversation and go somewhere else? Like you, you can see that kind of look in their eyes almost. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I swear I've had that look in my eyes so many times in my my life. And everybody does. Yeah. Everybody does. And that's what I think is really kind of, I don't know. It's kind of scary, scary and sad about the world is that I do feel like there's a lot of times where people are putting on unnecessary pressure upon themselves to be something to make other people happy when in hindsight of it all is if they would just stop and take a look at it. Right. That other people don't care. (laughs) They don't care. Right. Like it's like, well, and I've seen so many like little like memes and comics and, and stuff about like, like, Ooh, the, you're canceling plans? Oh, oh no, no worries, no worries. I was hoping the plans would get canceled. And I know I'm I'm generally one who's like, oh, plans were canceled. Oh yes. And and granted, obviously it a lot of times if if it's plans with with like a good friend or something, I'm I'm super excited to, to actually go to those plans. Granted, if I made it when I was hypomanic and then all of a sudden I'm in a, a lower mood, I'm like well, shit, I hope these plans are canceled. <laughs> so it all depends on when I made the plans, et cetera, et cetera. But I do think that so many times people make the plans out of obligation and then they have to go to plans out of obligation. So think before you make plans half the time, you know? And with that said, there are times where there are things that people should just do. 
Right. If- and and if in your brain it is telling you that yes, I should probably do this thing, then you probably, you should, probably should do it. Do it. Exactly. Exactly. But, but you also don't have to feel like you have to do everything for everybody. Exactly. And that's the thing. Because that just becomes overwhelming and Right. And that's where you need to step back and go, okay, am I a people person? Am I in a job where I have to deal with too many people? As as my friend Lisa recently pointed out, she said, I have IHP. It's called I hate people. (laughs) And and we're like, we recently discovered that too. And don't don't get me wrong, you guys. It's not like I hate people all the time. It's just I have a limit, a certain limit, and when I hate when I hit that limit, <laughs> I'm done. So I can't be in a job where I'm working with people every day, all the time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you have to realize what is right for you. Can I be in a job where I work with people? Can I can I see so many people? five days a week. No, maybe maybe I can only have people plans one day a week. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to make friend plans next week with you, mm-hmm. etc. So you kind of have to figure that out so that you don't have to be fake happy with your family this week or friends this week or whatever. Because you, putting on a face is hard or just whatever. You don't you want to be your best self for everybody. And I don't think that we should have to fake it. I don't think that we should have to. I think that when we should, when we ask somebody, how are you, that we should be able to actually give genuine answers. And I'm not saying give an entire paragraph worth, podcast worth, etc. But we should be able to say, you know what, I'm not my best self today. Or I have a migraine today and we should be, we should not necessarily turn our nose up, but we should be able to listen to that and be okay with that. And that's a very, that's like the utopia society that you're talking about I know, right, right there. And, and that, unfortunately and that, that is, society does not exist right. totally. So, but what you have to do is you have to learn to take burden off yourself Exactly, and, and not force yourself to be this person for everybody. Pick and choose the people that it's pointing to, because there's a lot of times I think where people are doing these things for no reason. They're doing it for themselves. They're doing it because they think so and so wants them to be this person, right? And and they it, might d- not. D- they just don't. Well, and it's not even that they're like, why? Why is this person being fake or something like that? It's not even like that. It's just they're not even real. Yeah. No no matter how blue you feel, a lot of people that don't know you well enough, they don't know you well enough to know that you're blue. So it's just fine to be there right. quiet and not saying anything rather than trying to be something you're not. Exactly. Trying to be this happy go lucky person. Right. Whereas whereas if you sit there maybe a, a quieter version of yourself until you're until you're back to a better version of yourself, then you can kinda come back better and then the next time they're like wow i'm glad that you're you know better or you're that you're more talkative today or whatever instead of trying to to force yourself into you know forcing a circle into a square hole or whatever and you know if you see somebody six months ago and you were at a high at 
that point in time. So you were very talkative, very go lucky. And then you see that same person six months later, later, and you're at a very low. It's not not gonna like they're not gonna see you talking to them and be like, oh my god, what's wrong with this person? They don't. They don't remember. It was six months ago. They don't remember what your personality was like six months ago. So I mean, do what's right for you, right? And not do what's right what you think other people want you to be, because a lot of times you're in your head about what other people want, and. You don't need to do as much as your brain might make you think you need to be to do. Well, and the the biggest thing, as we always preach, is do what is right for you. I mean, and obviously, if it's hurting somebody else while you're yes, doing it. please don't hurt other people in the then, process, but you know. But you do have to remember that that you have to take care of yourself. I'm, I've been finally learning that I have to take care of myself. And as I've been doing that, then that does end up kind of helping other people because then then they're realizing that that then I'm happier, then that makes them happier, etc. So, but yeah, I mean, it just it just does end up going a lot better when when that does happen. But but I do think that if if you slowly start to take care of yourself and stop being so fake happy. Then I think, too, that people are going to start to understand this a little bit better, too, because then then maybe people are going to start to see that there's an issue and maybe maybe they won't see it. Maybe they're just going to see that. Oh, you're quieter one day, but maybe they're not going to if we stop faking it, too, they're not going to see that. Okay, you're smiley, smiley. Well, and I think if you if less people fake it, People might become more aware of how to handle right people that are in a down mood. You know, like if you're always if you're in a down mood, every time you're in a down mood, you're being fake happy. Nobody knows how to handle the fact that you're in a down mood because they never know you're in a down mood. Yeah. And and I think it would be better for society is if people because I think right now a lot of people if if you were to go up to a random person and be like, my love life sucks because of this, 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 and this, most people mm-hmm. would be taken aback and have no idea how to respond right. to that because they're not used to anybody walking up to them and saying that. Right. And and I think society would be much better at at dealing with that kind of thing if they had right. to deal with it. But or, right now, the society says you don't you don't push that on somebody else. You don't. Right, it, that's that's your issue. Which I don't think you should ever, in any circumstance, right. go up to a complete stranger and unload all the worries of your world and on you them. And you don't even necessarily need to unload it. You can just say, you know what, I'm just having a shit depression day or something like that. But maybe the more the more you at least let them know that, then maybe they would be apt to to open up and say, hey, would you like to to tell me? Or something like that, or they would be more apt to, to to at least be there for you, I guess, instead of being like, "Oh, yeah, she didn't want to hang out again today." Well, I guess I'm just gonna mark her off my friend list mm. or something like that. So, yeah, I, I guess that's kind of the thing. Or or saying like, "Well, she's got depression. Well, she's always happy around me. I don't know. It's got to be fake." Mm. So, I guess that kind of thing too. Because and if if well and and that's another important part to point out to this is that the stigmas that come with depression, 
stem from the fact that society makes it a world in which nobody can be unhappy. Yeah. You know, like you don't show your unhappiness. Well, that's yeah. really unhealthy. Yeah, that's hugely it's unhealthy. unhealthy. You know, you have an anxiety attack, you have to leave the room. I mean, and granted, it helps to leave the room because usually whatever's going on in the room is causing it if, if it's too loud, etc. And And I think like a lot of people would say, well, uh, man, if we just had these people bawling their eyes out, depressed everywhere, it would just be such a sad world. <laughs> well, and maybe I, but I don't be. think it would be because I think people would know how to handle that. Right. You know, people would know, first of all, the person that is unhappy would, that's going to be better for them just to get it off their chest and say, yeah. you know, and it would also just be less fake where we don't have this impression. So if if you meet a person that's extremely depressed and lies and does the fake happy thing, mm-hmm. and you're actually kind of depressed, it just makes you more depressed because yeah. you think that person's life is just so great, yeah. but they're just faking it. Yeah, and, and like, oh my gosh, it is so refreshing when I meet somebody else who has depression, bipolar, anxiety, whatever it is, and then I can say, oh my gosh, thank you. Like, like seriously, do you ever get this or this or th-? it? It is just, and even. And even if if there's somebody who's who's listening and doesn't have any of this mental crap, and whenever you meet somebody who has anything in common with you, you have to have to understand what that's like when you meet somebody who has something in common with you, and you're like, oh my gosh, did you, you did you do this? Like even okay, so so say you went to the same high school, and I'm not that kind of high school girl, but you're like, oh my gosh, did you know so and so and so and so? So when you have something in common. It's just nice to be able to finally like get that off your chest and be like, oh my gosh, do you do do this or did you do this or did you ever go on this medication? Did it work for you? Or it's just nice to be able to have an ally. And and if you were more open about the things you were going through, you I mean, I mean, unfortunately, we're all very unique, but we're also not very unique. Right. So if if you're going through something, there's a good chance somebody else around you has gone through the same thing. Right. And if, if we were more open in talking about these types of things, you know, first of all, when it goes back to like you were talking about before where you go, you go to a wedding and these people don't see each other for six months, years at a time. The conversations aren't very interesting. And, <laughs> At least us depressed and but, whatever people could, but if you could were be ta- like, hey. If you were, were openly talking about the things that were going on in your life and somebody else was having just got over that same thing. Right. Well, now that just stimulated a very interesting conversation. Exactly. You. Exactly. And, you know, they could be like, hey. Although then they'd be like, hey, this is the depression table. <laughs> <laughs> and and maybe I'm just weird, but I think a society that does that is much better than what we have now. I do too, because it's like, oh, so how's work going? And oh, I see you're taking a trip this week, <laughs> or that where's yeah, your oh next trip? And it's like, I know, you know, I know, it's like that's all people can talk. I mean, and granted, I love talking about traveling, but but we're and I I think it's because once you get to be an adult, it's basically like nothing changes so for us it's just like wow but things we have change vacation. but but that's the perception of it is that nothing changes but, but we've if, already discussed on numerous right, occasions that for, since the first since the day we were married we're both completely different people than right. we were back when we got married yeah so obviously like, things do change right they, 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 it's they, just it's, not it's like, just like an internal change and the only person that probably really sees how much 
different we are exactly. is me and you. Because yeah. we're the only people that see each other enough to see those differences. Right. Well, and so. and when I was just hanging out with Lisa, she could see it. She's like, she's like, I don't know how you could change the fact that you and and you just still hang out here. She's like, and you didn't manage to, to get out of the Fox <laughs> Cities. I'm like, and I'm like, I think it's because we travel, and otherwise, and 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 it's just because we're we're good for each other or something. But yeah, it it, it there's there's so many so many different factors but and then i'm like well there are new things i just didn't want to talk about my migraines that night i was just <laughs> mm. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a later episode guys that'll be fun but yeah it, it's it's just there's there's things i could have talked about but i'm like i didn't want to talk about it with certain people because i'm like oh if you want to see me mad or yeah, those are those were beyond surface conversations that I didn't want to talk to with, you know. So it's it's really it's it's it is it is an interesting concept, I guess. It's like how much time do you got to learn? <laughs> <laughs> so it it really it is intriguing. This is kind of a shorter con- conversation that we're having today, but I do think we covered a lot in this one essentially all we're saying guys is you don't have to do it tomorrow you don't even have to do it this week just maybe slowly stop covering up your 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 fakeness i guess i'm sorry i'm i'm not saying everybody's fake but just i guess try to try to open up to everybody i i think that if you think that you're not fake in any way you really need to like sit down and evaluate your life because yeah. I find it. I'm not gonna say that. Hey, I, I, I I'm not gonna say that there isn't a person out there that's completely, completely not fake. But I'm pretty sure that most people have oh, some I level, am. some things that they're fake about. Oh, we and, both faked it at the wedding at parts. I know. And, and and I do also still believe that there is a point where, especially because if you stop being as if you try to step away from being fake in society right now, the appropriate thing to do is be fake. Yeah. <laughs> that's what people do. For, so for, so if you suddenly just drop everything and stop being fake, people are not going to like that at all because yeah. you're you're screwing with human society. Yeah. This is not it, what we do. I mean, do. In, in certain instances, it's almost like if you're not fake, ooh, people i mean but i i i do i do tinker with it here and there in in places where it could really explode but you know if i if i were to wear loud clothes and then all of a sudden just say what i wanted to say and say yeah i'm doing real shitty then then i think people would just look at me like i had three heads which sometimes it feels like i do mm-hmm. But, but I but I would encourage anybody to slowly just just stop and next time you're in a social setting, if you're the type of person that feels like you have to talk in stuff like that because you know like you don't want to be rude to anybody or anything like that, just stop and really sit back and watch the scenario you're in, and it's you're going to realize that you can fade out mm-hmm. into the background and not really be a part of the circle or anything and nobody's going to realize it because they're so 
into themselves. Well, they're so into whatever's happening at that moment. Yeah. And if there's somebody st- sitting off to the background and not talking, you can th- talk you're to not them. offending them. They, yeah. They they really they don't even realize you're there because they're probably <laughs> going through the same thing or something. And, and I mean, and, and that's okay. And, yeah. and that's a lot easier than trying to be this charming, it is happy so person true. when maybe that's not what you feel. Yeah. So so just reflect on that the next time you're in a group, especially if you're the type of person that feels like you have to place yourself in the middle of the group because, yeah. you know, to hide the fact that you're not feeling well. Yeah. Don't be that person. I just mean. Stop. Take a look back at it and see. You'll see that that. If you take yourself out of it, it's just kind of like if if you take yourself out of the circle, the circle just closes and everything continues. It is so true. It and it really is. And then you know what? It's kind of fun people watching. It really it really is. It so yeah. Give it a try. Give it a try once, and then you might get addicted to it. Well, don't get addicted to it because then you'll never do it. You'll never talk again. But no, give it a try. And But if that's what you're most comfortable, if that's the scenario you're most comfortable true. in a public setting, that's fine. You can be the person that doesn't talk. That is true. And then that way you're you're kind of doing your due diligence of showing up when you need to show up. And if you want to talk, you can talk. And, and and if somebody really wants to have a conversation with you, but you never talk in a public setting, they, they'll, they learn, they'll learn to... To do one-on-one or whatever. Yeah, that, that you work better. I mean, and you can even say that to people. I work better in a one-on-one because setting. If you want to get coffee sometime, I'm happy to do that. But I that's, just... That's how I, I don't, work. I don't do these groups. And I'm just going to sit in the background in a group and let everybody else enjoy themselves. Yeah, because that's that's actually usually how, how it kind of works with me. I'm pretty quiet in a group setting. I mean, it kind of depends. But yeah, I mean, I think I'm... Sometimes I'm... I'll talk in a in a group setting, but then there's other times where I'm just real quiet and I just do a lot better in a in a one-on-one or three people. So, I would very much encourage you just next time you're not feeling so well, just be be a little bit more quiet. And even if you're feeling well, cuz that's the best time to sit there and watch the just, group. Yeah. And just because I mean, I don't think it's, it took us like, and I remember because I remember the first time we, uh, that I ever showed you this was when we were in Marquette and we were at Black mm-hmm. Rocks and we were just kind of sitting there mocking everybody that was at this bar. We weren't it, mocking. We were just kind of we making, were making stories. Yeah, we were making silly stories about them and, and Tracy was getting like kind of freaked I, out that everybody I was, was high. I'm not going to lie. Like, we were high. And so I thought but, that people could were I thought they could tell that I was like, "Oh great. People, it was my first time being high." So I thought that people like thought, "Oh great, Wisconsin amateurs." And so, so Well, and she thought that that everybody knew that we were talking about them and yeah. I'm like, and I'm like, "Stop, Tracy, and look around. Nobody even knows you're here." Yeah. And, and it was very, very, very true. They were all in their own conversations. And it's that's the same thing as is if you fade out in a public setting, even if it's like your entire family, obviously your family knows you're there. I don't know. Sometimes I don't, really don't think they do. Well, <laughs> okay. Maybe maybe you feel they don't. But, but 
even in a setting where everybody knows you, if you're not talking, it's kind of like everybody just has this weird vision and they only see the things that are actually happening and happening. And if you're a thing that's not happening, you just kind of disappear out of the scene. It's just, it is true. So, yeah, I mean, and, and it is very true. I've noticed ever since that moment, I, it, it just is pretty much like every so often, you notice somebody looking over, but for the most part, especially when drinking is involved, you fade out so quick. And I'm not saying you fade out because you're drinking. You fade out because everybody else is drinking. And because we don't drink, so we're we're still there. And everybody else fades out because they are so involved in their thing. Mm -hmm. So it's intriguing. It is really intriguing. Just do it once. Just watch watch other people. I encourage that because I think that day in, in Marquette, that really opened my eyes. Yeah. Because I, I always knew that, but I don't think I'd ever really focused in on it yeah. and realized like, well, like oh. And, and you that's, know, like, that's pretty much why I said the thing about the shoes when we went to the wedding on Friday. I said, if anybody is looking at my shoes, and they only had very little scuffs. By the end of the night, somehow I got more scuffs on them. But I, I, I said, if anybody is paying attention to my shoes, that is their problem. Right. <laughs> so I, I was just like, because really, I, I just, that day, it was just such an eye opener. And then every so often when we're, when we're with other families and like with either your family or my family. And because it's just so interesting to watch how different conversations go on. And then if, if you and I are just there, it's just so fun to observe. Mm-hmm. And and you just sort of fade out in the background and hop from one conversation to another watching. And, and if you really watch them, you will see that even though you're not talking, you're not offending anybody. No. Not you at know, all. It's it's really really so, interesting. So it is it is just as good to be the silent party in a public setting, yeah. as it is to be the non-silent part that's faking happiness. And I would say that the being the silent person is just a lot easier if you're not happy. I saw a quote one time, and it said, uh, "Make sure to bring a book everywhere for down moments. You know, like social settings." <laughs> So, you know, I like to carry a book around, but uh, I, I I haven't been, I don't usually read it while I'm amongst people, though. Just while I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of a funny one, because one, once I'm, once I'm in a book, I'm in a book, so, and you can't, can't get me to put it down for anything, and the one I'm reading now, you guys, I highly highly recommend uh angelica frankenstein makes her ma- i think it's makes her mate um by sally thorne oh my gosh it is hilarious and creative and not very far in it but yeah read it so eric do you have anything else that you would like to add to no i think i've t- talked way more about this subject than i thought thought i was going to be able to so <laughs> i'm impressed with myself i'm so. impressed with you too so, unless I decide to switch things around, I believe in two weeks we are going to talk about depression. And I know that, yes, we've kind of touched on it, but I would really like to do kind of a little bit of a deeper dive into the clinical depression. We'll talk about how I was diagnosed, etc. 
So that'll be in two weeks. And of course, we have our social media, Facebook and Instagram. And you guys can Gmail us, stigmasandopenwounds at gmail.com. And hey, have you rated us yet? Just a question. I like I like how you say Gmail us. I know. And that I've n- that I've was never really weird. I, I don't know why I said that. That was that was really weird. Let me correct that. She she would like you to email her at stigmas and open wounds at gmail.com, not gmail her. Shut up. You know, Eric, <laughs> making fun of me might give me depression. <laughs> uh, I'm just correcting. You're I'm lucky not that making fun you of are me. lucky that I'm in a good mood today. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I think it was just because I'm like running through all the things in my head that I had to say before the end. I was like, don't forget the Gmail. Don't forget the (laughs) Gmail. Oh, you're lucky that I love you. All right. So with that, I think I remembered everything that I had to say. (laughs) So don't forget to tune in in two weeks. I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. (laughs) All right. Later, guys.